Buck Nation, welcome back for part two of our discussion of the 2013 NC State football team. If you've seen part one, you know exactly what's going on right now. But if you haven't seen part one yet, make sure to go check that out first and foremost and then come right back here so that way we can pick up right where we left off. Enjoy it and go pack, y'all. Um, yeah, that was – yeah, I'm looking at my uh, – I found the media guide. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, the logo is this is our state, and it had the North Carolina, and it had the wolf eyes. Um on there that didn't Pete thomas didn't is now well. the qb coach at louisville he yeah, yeah he's making yeah i'm just thinking of random who where people are now obviously we know the players i'm just thinking of other yeah. little random tidbits yeah, yeah but, so, uh, no i was just um, saying kind of bring this whole back back into you know you're, you're looking at the at the schedule and we only got that we got no conference wins. We mm-hmm. lost to ECU that year, so yeah. you know they were they were mocking us pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing was, is looking at the schedule, the games weren't that close. Like oh. we got embarrassed a lot. Um, I mean, you beat Central Michigan, but I think at the time Central Michigan, they might have been D one at that point. Um, was was that year with Florida State? Was that a Jameis Winston year? 2013. They won yeah, that was, that was yeah. the year they won the national title. Yeah. 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 They destroyed us. And so mm-hmm. the game I remember the most, it was this the year Brian Wood almost stepped out. I think it is. Against Clemson. It was at home. Uh, it was at I home. Be, I believe so. Yeah. We only so, lost that, but I'll tell you the game that I remember the most. I think I, I remember most out of the season was the Duke game. For whatever reason, I remember like we never played Duke and it was like a back and forth game and we just choked that game away. Yeah. yeah. 30 to 28. Well, I'm going to go back to that Clemson game because I forgot that was the year. Yeah, that was the Brian Underwood. I was at that game, and from the upper deck, I knew he stayed in bounds. But, I mean, if you think if he stays in bounds or they call him in bounds and we beat Clemson that year, do they have the dynasty they have now? Nope. <laughs> um, well, I, I think I think it would have been delayed. If anything. Yeah, because no, because that was more the year that Bambard missed the ex, the, the field goal. That was yeah, really the that, 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 that the really yeah that was the really the the upper trajectory of that of the yeah. um, dynasty. And and you looking at all these scores, that was our closest loss in conference play. Uh, I think UNC was. I think we lost to them by. Uh, well, yeah, eight. Yeah, you're right. Who's the tight end for UNC that year? Yeah. I mean, you, you end the season on a one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight game losing streak. Yeah, and and like it, you started out two and zero against yeah bad teams, obviously. But then the third game, you get Clemson at home, you play them close. If it's not for that call, you may win that game. Then you yeah. know you win your last non conference game against Central Michigan, and you're three and one going into the ACC schedule with a close loss to Clemson already. Yep. And, and it was looking like, it was like, okay, maybe we can look at, what do we have in this new coach? And obviously <laughs> didn't last long. Yeah. So like kind of just talking about that, you know, from a, from a fan perspective, as, as we always do here on the channel, you're not feeling pretty good. You know, you're like, we got rid of Dave. I'm not Dave. We got rid of Tom O'Brien <laughs> for Dave. Like yeah. what? And, uh, and I get it. Like we kind of, we had pretty much plateaued with Tom O'Brien, and you know mm-hmm. things were getting a little sour because of the whole Russell Wilson and Mike Glennon situation. But you know, you bring in Dave Doran, and you because you, you remember this is the other thing people may not remember. Dave Doran was coming off that Orange Bowl performance with mm-hmm. Northern, uh, Northern Illinois, 
so you know he kind of had like the you know he was the 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 hot name the you know the 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 guy that everybody kind of wanted and you 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 start off the two and zero and then you end up three and nine overall and you you go three and five at home but zero and four away and conference is zero and eight like yeah and 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 really because of the eight game losing streak like nothing was going like you didn't really see any glimmer of hope no. at that point yeah not on an eight game losing streak. So, Man. what, uh, it, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it was, I don't know. I mean, it, like I said, you started out pretty well. Go back but then, back. I'm trying to remember know, who, I, uh, who were on some of these other teams that we played. Like, was that, so who's the tight end at UNC that, uh, plays with the Steelers? Well, that was Ebron, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it I think Ebron on? was on that. Was he on that team that year? I think he was, uh, for UNC. I'm trying to look at, like, Florida State was Jameis Winston and all that. Um, you yeah. had like, do you even remember who the coaches were? Like, who was the coach for Syracuse? Um, like, I mean, like some of these coaches. I'm like, yeah, I, was it? Uh, Dino Babers was. The, I think he was a first year coach there. Let me, let me no, he couldn't have been. No, couldn't he was have been. a little bit after. Yeah, I see the guy. He wore glasses. Um, he was kind of like an offensive minded dude. Um, I just can't. So Gina Babers, um, that's not right. So he was. So Scott Schaefer was the coach. Yep. Nope. Not the guy I, I was thinking even, about. I don't even at, remember that name. In uh, from 2013 to 2015 at Syracuse, and then it was Dino Babers in 2016. Yeah, I mean, if you look at this right now, like you're looking at the coaches, kind of t- you're talking about the only other coach than the ACC that was with that team is is Dabo. I mean every everyone else is is yeah. recycled their coach. Um That's some true. multiple times. Uh mm-hmm. so Carolina was that was that Butch in 2013? I think so. Uh no, that was Fedora. Was it Fedora? Yeah, I think it was Fedora. UNC football. Coach. I know it was right about that time is when they when they made the switch. I couldn't remember. It was Larry for it was Lure Fedora. Lure Fedora. <laughs> Lure Fedora. <laughs> And then I, I believe uh, Duke would have been still Cutcliffe at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, I think I know. I Boston College was the guy that came from Ohio State. I think. Um, can't think of him. Like not not their current Ohio State guy, but they had a different Ohio State guy. Steve Adazio, or is he? Oh, was that Adazio then? I think it was Adazio. Yeah, you're right. It might have been him. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously Ruffin McNeil was ECU. I was gonna say right now Ruffin, and yeah. then uh, Freegan still with Maryland Freegen. at that point, or was that um, oh boy, that was that went to Connecticut. Um, so here, here it was Michael. Uh, no, it was who it is? Who it is now? Um, I was say it's Mike Loxley. No, that's mm-hmm. who it is now. It is. It was. Um, <laughs> I was looking. The, up. I think it was the guy that went to Connecticut. Randy Edsel. Yeah, Randy Edsel. Edsel. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did go to UConn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like the only coaches are at Clemson and State, the only ones who kept their coaches, right? Yeah, who was at yeah. Wake at that point? Um, that still would have been. Was that the guy that ended up going to Baylor? Hmm. No, that was still Jim Grobe. Grobe, Grobe right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grobe went to Baylor. Oh, he went to Baylor. I don't yeah, he. Remember, he <laughs> See, I. He took over when uh, Bryles got fired. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's 
this was this was 2013. So this would have been this would have been my senior year of high school. So I you know I don't I don't remember a lot outside of just NC State. Like now more covering now that I'm like doing this and covering more. I remember more outside the ACC. But you know back then I was you know I was still playing I was playing football. That was my senior year of high school football. So like I was really focused on on just state that that year. But yeah yeah it's crazy that state and Clemson and you know, I mean, I guess Florida State had the national championship, but that was with Jimbo. But you could argue State and Clemson have been two of the top three or four best, most successful ACC teams in that time frame, and they're the only ones who have kept their coach. Yeah. Um, just looking at some of the defense here, um, it it yeah. was a unit that again. The other thing too is we started a lot of young kids those the first year. Um, just just looking at some of the the stats and um we we definitely struck we i mean like when you finish 3 and 9 you're going to struggle on all sides yeah. of the ball <laughs> yeah. uh i think our best best unit was special teams with uh Sadie um he was still kicking oh, for yeah. us oh yeah he 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 was up up there on the all time he was i think he was the NC state, NC yeah. state's player of the year award it's like oh, your kicker sure. wins that it's like <laughs> oh no that's not saying a whole it, lot it might have been the long snapper no. too i don't know he might have finished second in the balloting um <laughs> It was just yeah. all I see. Man, looking yeah. at the stats what on defense, since you mentioned it. Yeah. Our leading tackler that year with 106 tackles, Robert Caldwell. I do not remember that name at all. I remember the name, but <clears throat> I don't remember. I don't, I'm kind of surprised that was the player. Yeah. Yeah. Dante he, Johnson he, he, was number two with 81, who obviously remember him. Yep. But yeah. Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group, that has our whole world covered, with agents in five offices throughout eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need, offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time worrying and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Yeah, it's uh, – yeah, I mean, I don't even know, like, anybody got offensive stats, like who our leading rusher was. I yeah, know Thornton, yeah, I got those. Thornton was on the team, but I thought he got kicked off. I think mm-hmm. that was the year he ended up getting kicked off. So offensively, you had Brandon Mitchell – the transfer from Arkansas, who started the season in the QB, played in the first six games, so and got injured. He threw for a thousand yards, seven touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, Pete Thomas finished the season, transferred from I think Colorado State. Yeah, uh, he played in the last nine games, sixteen hundred yards, four touchdowns, nine interceptions. Oh boy, jeez! I'm looking back at the clip now. Of us, <laughs> I'm looking back at the clip now of us playing Louisiana Tech. <laughs> And yeah, Brandon Mitchell did get hurt. I can't remember what part of the yeah. game he did, but it was it was like I think second quarter or something like that. <laughs> and then your your rushing leader, Sadrack Shadrack Thornton, played in eleven games, seven hundred sixty eight yards, four touchdowns. Okay, so he played in eleven. Brandon Mitchell was actually <laughs> the second leading rusher in playing mm-hmm. in only six games. And Matt Days uh, played played that year. I think that was his freshman year, right? You mentioned right. him at the beginning. Yeah. He had two hundred fifty two yards and four touchdowns. So. I mean, he definitely came in and made an impact right as right as a freshman. Yeah. Did he? Um, did it say how many games he played? I'm just curious if he, he burned played his red in shirt. 11 games. So yeah, he yeah. burned his red shirt yeah. in that first mm-hmm. year. So he was all in. 
Yeah, just, I mean, just going back, it, it, just uh, reflecting how vastly different our, our, our teams look now today. Um, you know, we kind of talked about, um, you know, there were six pros on that team, but you look at, if you look at the last five to six years on any given team, there's at least six to eight pros on each of those teams. I know we were looking, I think we looked at the 2018 or 2019 squad of not too long ago. And I think we counted 15 pros on that team. Like yeah, that's, that was a crazy loaded team. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the, yeah, the, the 18 or 19 squad. So, but uh, what, what are your guys' – I mean, we can probably pretty much just wrap this up. We just kind of wanted to just do a quick reflection on on the 10-year um, of now and, and then. But just kind of what are your overall thoughts of where we were and how far we've come in, in, the, in Dave's 10-plus 10 10 years now? Go ahead, Michael. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing I think is, you know, I don't know how to phrase it, maybe successful stability. Like, obviously, we haven't reached the top with an ACC championship with Dorn yet. But, you know, you, you know what you're getting at this point, year in and year out. Um, you know, I think he's won eight games. What is it, like six of the last seven seasons or something Pretty like much, that? Pretty much, yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, there's a floor there. He's established that. He's, you know brought some excitement back into football after it was kind of leveled off with yeah, T.O.B. definitely plateaued. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, okay, if we make a bowl game and beat Carolina, get to, get to six wins and hopefully one of them's Carolina, then that's a good season. Yeah. So let me pause you right there. That was the narrative, right? The, the goal was to get bowl eligible. Now I feel like the conversation is let's that's, get to yeah, 10, let's get to an ACC yeah. championship, right? The bar like, has been raised, right? Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. biggest difference. We were like just hoping we could get a bowl game and now we're like, that's baseline, right? Yeah, yeah. So that that's a huge difference to me. I think a big part of it is I think he's he's what's different between then and now. It's it's like kind of like, well, that's the given. Is I really think it's part of his culture. Like, yeah. I think it's a winning attitude, and it's and it's getting the right kind of people to bring NC State that you didn't have as much of in the like maybe the ten years prior to Doran being here. I would say so. Mm-hmm. I thought. I thought him and getting that culture is a huge difference. Um, there is consistency there, like you mentioned, where recruits do want to can look back on a track record. Like NC State has been committed to this guy; he's going to be here for the next two, three, four, five, six, seven years. Um, and uh, I just think his his ability to continue to show what he's done, particularly with low level talent and producing the NFL, has. Um, helped him in the recruiting side of things that really players gravitate towards him in that regard. Yeah. And, and you kind of mentioned that, right? You, Cause you mentioned the kind of the quote unquote, you know, low level talent, low stars, which, you know, put whatever you want stock into the stars, but you also have a coach that sees talent, right. And then molds them into professional players. You know, you've got the Jacoby Myers of the world and the Garrett Bradbury's who came into state mm-hmm with little to no offers and then played at different positions and then converted them into, you know, all pro type players. You know, you got, you know, um, Garrett's getting ready to get another contract, make multi-millions dollars. You know, he was a Remington Ward winner. You got Jacoby, uh, you got Jacoby Myers who now just got a big Chubb. payday. What's that? Chubb. 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 Three-star mm-hmm. linebacker, right? Yeah. Or uh defensive, he's linebacker, I think. Yeah, I think or, he was a linebacker. I think he was recruited as a linebacker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
So, so you just have these guys that just come in and just work, right? And and I think the the thing is is I think the last six or seven out of the last six or seven NFL drafts, I think NC State's number two in the ACC for draftees. Um, so it just goes to show that the t- you know you may not you know be high radar coming into NC State, but you can come in and get developed, and um, you know you have the ability to 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 kind of forge your own path, but. Um, making any last thoughts on on where we've been and and you know where where we're hoping to get to? I will just say I am so glad we're not where we were ten years ago. I mean, like yeah. you get what I'm saying, like it's just yeah. yeah, you're in so much a better spot. And um, I mean, I really think I think the Wolfpack, I think the the Wolfpack Nation, I think the um, Debbie Al and her the old athletic department and now Boo Corgan need to really pat themselves on the back for their patience with all this, their mm-hmm. investment and commitment. I really think it's paid off. It's not gotten to where it's a, a title yet, which is, I think, the biggest thing left for Doran um, right now. Absolutely, yeah. But they really, it really has paid off in a lot of ways, and um, I think that's really good. I think particularly when you, can, when you, when you reflect on the culture, the type of um, players we were bringing in, mm-hmm. um, and just raising the bar, like the expectations for NC State fans is totally different than it was 20 years ago. I mean, 10 years ago, I should say. So yeah. I think that's the big thing. Yeah, the last two thoughts I'm going to leave with before we close this is, one, Dave Dorn is the seventh most tenured coach in all of college football with his institution. So think about that. Yeah. So um, Really? It, seventh all currently active? Yeah. Yeah, yep. the longest at his wow. institution. Yep. So that's so I, think, I think for State fans, if you're like – I mean, like – I think the whole complaint of uh, state fans are unrealistic. I was like, no, we've been we've been patient for like mm-hmm. ten years. I'm not saying like we're throwing. I don't think anybody feels. I mean, maybe there's some people out there who feel like we should get rid of Dorn and all that, but I haven't seen it anywhere. People, I haven't seen it. You know, where we're like, hey, we get rid of Dave Dorn at this point. So yeah. And then the last point I'm going to make, barring something crazy, Dave Dorn's going to be the all-time winningest coach this year. Yeah, probably. How many more does he, does he need? I think he only needs like six or seven. Six um, or seven, yeah, yeah. I think it may so, be six to tie seven. To I think that's what it is. Yeah, I haven't looked at it uh, since last season, but I know um, he had an outside chance to get it last year. But um, so yeah, so so just just those two factors alone, and and it goes to your point making about the the administration being patient and and letting things kind of play out. So, but uh, Wolfpack Nation, that's going to do it for this episode. Again, we just kind of want to do a retrospect of you know kind of. Uh, you know how it started and or excuse me how it began and how it ended um that's not ended obviously but you you get the point there and uh uh these are just kind of fun little mental exercises just to have fans just appreciate everything that this that this coach has done and brought to the university so with that being said as always we appreciate you guys tuning in and um obviously follow us on twitter and then um you know here on youtube if you haven't already liked and subscribed go ahead and knock that out and then as always you know turn that bell on so you get all these notifications when you know we do the live watch parties when we release new content and then when we go live for our weekly live streams just so you don't miss out on any of the fun content that we do and we always you know appreciate you um giving us reviews on any of the podcasts that you listen to us on and then just you know feel free to leave comments we're, we're always happy to engage with you guys so Hey, last wrap it up. a bit here. I looked, yeah. it, up. I looked it up. He yep. has got 72 wins. Earl yep. Edwards has 77. Okay, so he's five, so six to five. Five, five wins okay. to tie, six to take it. There you go. Okay. So 
So we might be seeing more history this year. You know, last yeah. year we went under two years. We went undefeated at home. And then he's only lost one home game in the last two years. Like that's, in, yeah. that's incredible. So anyway, we can keep talking on and on, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure you guys got better things to do than listen to us three knuckleheads talk about it. So we'll see you next time. And uh, as always go pack.